Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys have a really great day going on right now. Um, It feels weird for me being Tuesday because... Monday, my husband had off because it was a holiday, and that always like sets my week off funky because I'm like, oh, wait, is it Sunday? Is it Monday? And now that we're five days a week here on Really Riley, it's kind of like I'm going back to an actual schedule, which is amazing, and I love it because I thrive on structure like a little kid, um, sort of. I thrive on structure, but I like to be like all over the place and all of that, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of the mess that is Riley, Um, if you guys are new around here, because there are so many of you are that I appreciate so damn much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Welcome. I'm Riley, your podcast host. And this is a place where we like to talk about all things real, all things Riley, whether that be talking about marriage, business, fitness, fashion, reviews, manifestation, which is what I wanted to get into talking about today, because I truly believe in my life that I manifested all things great, everything in terms of blessings that I've ever had, I feel like I have manifested them in one way or another. Um, Because in manifestation, I always say what's for you will always be for you, no matter what. But there are roads, and that's why we have free will, that can take you there to the places that you want, to the life that you always dreamed about and imagined. But there's also roads, because of free will, that can take you in the different direction to the place where you don't want what you think about, you bring about. And I've been really coming back to my intentions lately and actively trying to control my thoughts in such a great way. And lately, my manifestation thoughts have been all about self-worth and putting the effort into the things that I believe in and having confidence in that way. Because there's been many a times in manifestation where I've kind of just been relying on the universe, if you will, to bring it to me. Now, I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, like, you know, how can you actively manifest all the things that you want in life and then just sit around and wait for somebody to give it to you? Because I don't think in manifestation you can just say, all right, I'm going to put it on my vision board and... I'm going to just go about life. Like, no, you have to actively put things into practice and like live as if you already have it. And apparently that's been something along with myself, a lot of my, we got this army and my, we got this fam and you guys listeners that have told me like, it's really hard. Like that's the hardest part to do today. I posted a couple of memes on my house of Debbie by Riley and my crystal intention candle uh, business page. One of them said, Be so confident in knowing what you bring to the table that you're willing to eat alone until you find the right table. Woo! I have lived on so many different planes or sat at so many different tables that I was just begging to be there. I didn't look within myself confidently, not conceitedly, and say, like, I deserve a seat at this table. I worked for a seat at this table. This seat at this table is for me. So that kind of goes back to that whole, like what you think about, you bring about, because I would be so, I mean, I thought of it as being humble, but it was almost self-deprecating that it was just like, I just, I'm so grateful to be here. Like I was grateful, but I wasn't like, yeah, this shit's mine. I wasn't claiming 
what the universe had given me. And in that, a lot of people took advantage. You know, like when I have that that shirt on um, my podcast website, like for the merch, it's like I'm nice until I'm not. That sounds so negative, but now it's just like I teach people how to treat me now. And by that, I mean... I go forth and be a kind person. I still remain humble, but confident in my own abilities. And if you're going to be an ass, if you're going to come and be like, you know, conniving and like, just don't come at me sideways, boo. Like, don't because I see you and I will, you know, treat you accordingly. I'm not going to match your energy because I don't like to bring that upon myself but in a sense I will match your energy and how I treat you then because you've also taught me how to treat you so it's like I am coming into a new age with manifestation is just really believing in myself I've always believed in myself but I mean to the point of where I'm taking risks on that factor not so much like oh yeah I believe in myself and I can do this like I believe in myself of like this could be a sure bet something that's in front of me and it could be like a quick fix to my dreams or like whatever. But I'm like, no, if there's something that like seems off about it, I'm not going to do it. And that feels like a very large gamble to somebody that used to have a very large steady paycheck coming in. But the minute I've started to do that, oh my God, the abundance has come in. It's, you know, and sometimes it's a painful process. Sometimes it's just like, gosh, am I really worth this? Like, is it really going to come true? And that brings me to another meme that I posted today about, you know, manifestation and believing in you. It was act like you already manifested it, period. This, somebody sent me a message today and I love you. She's one of my, we got this army. Um, She was like, why is this so hard to do? And I get it because a lot of times they feel like, this is just stupid. It's just like, you know, you're walking around acting as if, you know, you already are the CEO of your own life, but you're not yet. Well, yes, you are. Because I've always said, like, it's you against you. You know, you decide which way your path is going to go. That seems really hard. Like in life, we're conditioned to kind of accept disappointment sometimes when we grow up to like, oh, live in reality and understand how the real word works and like checks and balances and, you know, taxes and all of this stuff. Like we're supposed to be realistic about things, you know, and I am a realist, but not really, actually. I don't want to live in someone else's version of the real world. I create my real world through actions, through thoughts, through feeling, through going forward. It's like I have two small children now. My oldest Lyric is eight and my youngest Malin just turned three. And Lyric is in this space where he's more in touch with the quote real world. And unfortunately, you know, he sees things outside of what his eight-year-old eyes, brain, and heart should. And that's beautiful, but it almost makes me sad in a sense because then I look at Malin, who is my little crazy one, but when he'll play like pretend or whatever, he actually believes it. If he believes that he's flying in that little, you know, moment that he's pretending to do so, he's actually flying. 
And, you know, yeah, I don't want him to live through life thinking he can go jump off of buildings and fly into the sky. That would be ridiculous. But the magic of believing that you can really actively believing it, not just being like, oh, yeah, sure. I believe in myself. Like, I'm not saying fly. I'm saying like fly in your own goals and trusting that is so fucking magical. And I'm reteaching myself that even though I'm little miss manifestation, like I feel like manifestation oftentimes is a, no, most of the time is a practice. It's not something you can just master and then you don't have to go back and repractice it because there's rises and falls and there's, you know, peaks and valleys. And sometimes those fucking valleys suck. They're cold and they're lonely and there's no donuts around, you know, like there's no comforts of home and you have to pillage through it and get back to the top. But when you do, it's like, ah, you know, I fucking did that. And a lot of times we don't celebrate that. It's that energy that I'm talking about. Like I had to make a lot of tough choices in this last year of betting on myself. And it's literally when the uh, the last couple of months that I released or began to release a lot of old traumas that I put down some resentments that I let go of trying to think about controlling other people's karma. Cause you know, the minute that I said that and I was just like, you know what, that's going to take it. That's going to work itself out. And I don't need to be orchestrating that. I need to orchestrate my own symphony over here. All of a sudden things started opening up and I didn't realize like I was probably manifesting my own bad karma coming around because I was so worried about what other people's karma was doing. Do they deserve it? Fuck yeah, they do. But I even said in the beginning of, you know, this rocky last year of my life, like getting fired from terrestrial radio and losing what I thought was my dream job, which now that I look at it, it fucking wasn't. But... I was so wrapped up in all of that, that it was just all these bad things started happening again. And I'm like, why, you know, why they always say every dog gets their day. Like, why are these dogs walking around with cowboy hats and, you know, getting everything after they you know, treated me so shitty. And I, I just was so inundated in that thought every day and all the things around me started going to shit even more than they already did. And I'm like, what is going on? But in the choices that I had, you know, to not pursue actively at the top of my list, you know, getting back into terrestrial radio, would I love to do that? Hell yeah, I would. But it's got to be the right position for me. And if it comes back around for me, then it was made for me. It was what's for you is always going to be for you. So that's not to say that I'm not still being a goal getter, as they say on the memes and Pinterest and stuff. It's just, I'm focusing where I want my life to go. I'm focusing my mind and my energies where I want it to go. And I'm acting as if I already have it. You know, lately there's been a lot of decisions of like, you know, monetary things, which, you know, cause money makes the world go round. Um, that Old me, old Riley would have been like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you know, maybe play small just a little bit longer so you can get this, that, and the third. No. Because when you play small, you're telling the universe that you are small and you don't deserve that big mountain, that thing right over the horizon that is just perfect for you. 
that moment where you're like, fuck yeah, this is mine and I deserve it. I swear to you, it sounds so cliche, but literally it's like right before the magic happens, everything is falling apart. And people might think like, well, okay, Riley, that's kind of bullshit. Like, why do I have to go through all of this? If it's for me, then why do I have to go through all this turmoil and hurt and pain and, you know, being scared to get there? I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm not a guru that knows everything, but I would imagine at least for me, I went through those things and had to fight through fear and get to that like faith point, which sounds so cliche as well, but it's so true that once I realized that I could do that, nobody could ever take it away from me. These gifts that I have claimed and embraced as mine are mine. You know, in shifting over to being a full-time professional podcaster and also having a small business, it's just like I had to bet on myself and I'm still betting myself every single day. I think about this movie called, um, it's old from the nineties election with Reese Witherspoon. If you haven't seen it, it's actually really funny. Watch it. Um, but she was in the movie. She's like wanting to be class president or whatever. And like nobody else was running, but she was going through all these campaigns and making buttons and, you know, just over the top, like campaigning for herself. And somebody said to her, I think the teacher was like, nobody's running against you. Like, why are you trying so hard? And she said something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing here, but like, you know, Coca-Cola spends this, that, and the third money on, you know, advertising every single year, but they're clearly the number one soda. But guess that's why they stay number one. You know, it's just like, the confidence in yourself and keeping going forward. Like I always say, like shoulders back, chest up. And that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been living as if I already have what I want and oh my God, the doors are opening constantly. And there's been a couple times in the last few days where I could feel like the powers that be testing me. I wonder, like, I'm not sure, and I'm probably going to have to do some more research on this, like if the universe likes to play games with you. I was actually talking to my therapist about this at one point, because whenever I would get super close to a goal, like whether it was like in my crystal intention candle business or, you know, it'd be in the podcast or whatever, something with radio, like the terrestrial way that I used to do it would pop back up, like creep it into my DMs. And I was like, and then it would fall through. I would jump right back like to the ex-boyfriend. And I was like, why does this happen to me? For me, it feels like the universe saying like, do you really want that? Cause you just left that and you have all these things blossoming over here, but you're not trusting me. You're not trusting yourself that you're worth more than that. I hundred percent believe the universe and not in a game type of way, like takes things from you that are not for you that you can't let go of yourself. And it sucks at the time because you can't see the other side of that. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because it feels so painful in that moment. And I'm not 100% on the other side of it, but I'm acting as if I am. Sounds weird to go through your life doing a form of make-believe to get what you want. You can call it whatever you want. Make-believe... Because when I look at my kids doing make-believe, they seem super happy about it. 
when I play like I'm a monster and I'm going to get get you is a game we play with Mel and Mommy Get You. He is laughing and screaming and giggling and happy as a clam. I want that joy. You know, like they always say, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. That was always me. Fun factoid about me is like I used to say like I never want to do a desk job because of the fact that I don't want to have to wear a suit every day. <laughs> That's really sad to say, but it's kind of true. But it's 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 whatever pretty phrase you want to put on it that you have to believe in you with reckless fucking abandon. And whenever I talk about manifestations, I always say like don't ignore the small signs that could very easily be brushed off as coincidence, a little coinky dink, you know, no, like look at that. Because when you do all of a sudden, a series of those coincidences become a goal that you got a manifestation that you wanted that came to you because it was already yours and you acted like it was. So speaking of like signs and stuff lately, I've been seeing the number 666, which freaks me the fuck out, right? Because it's got a negative connotation to it most of the time. Well, I'm not super versed in angel numbers, but I looked it up and apparently it's real on brand for what's going on with me right now. So angel numbers are a series of numbers that appear together and they keep showing up in somebody's life in order to send a message. They call them angel numbers or spiritual numbers because people believe that this is how angels or spirit guides believe to be non-physical things that help souls reach their greatest potential on earth. And they communicate with individuals in their everyday lives. And 666 isn't actually an angel number. See, I choke on even saying it because you always think, you know, it's the demon number or whatever. So like, what does it mean? Because I wanted to know, is that bad that I keep seeing this? So... Within a set of numbers like 666, their beliefs attributed to the sequences that give the significance in the numbers to a person's life um, and the aspects of a person's life. So it's such as love, spirituality, maybe twin flames. According to numerology, the specific repeating number means your guardian angel is letting you know that you may need to alter your focus. The triple number means that it can be very influential in your life if you allow them to be. <laughs> I mean, given all of the content that I've been talking about lately with, you know, releasing a lot of the negative traumas with everything in my life and talking about Cain and my experiences with him and, you know, through all of the good, bad and the ugly that I still remember and think about and talk about the teachings that he gave me when everything was good. And even through some of the times that it wasn't some of those bad times that I watched and learned, you know, and I'm not talking about the stuff that was just, you know, definitely unforgivable that happened, but some of the lessons in terms of once upon a time, he told me, you know, Riley, you really do have to have an ego to get through this business. And I was like, I know, but I'm just like, I believe in myself and you know, I'm not like a fair weather person. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm not like a meek human being, but I'm humble almost to the point of like, I was self deprecating in a sense. And he was like, no, you got to really kind of be cocky about it because if you don't believe in you and put that out that you're the shit, nobody else is going to. 
I used to always reference this Sex in the City episode where Samantha, as she was dating that guy Smith, that like hottie or whatever, that movie actor, and he wanted to go on the MTV red carpet just wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. And she wanted to have this like big, like I think it was like a Gucci suit or something like that. And he was like, I just want to go. It's just me. And she was like, okay, but I insist that you put on these designer sunglasses. And he's like, why? It's not really my style. And she goes, you have to, because if you're trying to get everyone to look at you as this big you know, celebrity or whatever, you have to give them something to aspire to, something to admire. Otherwise they won't care. And I'm not saying that fashion is the only thing to admire, but that was like her point. Um, so they said, it says right here in this article, the 666 angel number meaning is related to self-love, balance and refocusing. Woof. When this number keeps showing up in your life, there's plenty of significance associated with it so what does it mean um angel numbers can be used as warning signs from angels the 666 is actually positive even though it's always associated with a negative symbolism according to numerology this message from your spirit guides emphasizes self-awareness yes and it would be in your best interest to focus on your well-being especially as it per applies to your career to avoid getting burnt out. <laughs> so that's why this year I was talking about how House of W by Riley is always going to be a thing. I created that out of thin air and I'm so proud of what I've done with it thus far. But around Christmas time last year, I was really burnt out and it messed with me so badly. Like I was just tired. I was, I got sick for like most of the month of December. I was just angry. I was not a pleasant human to be around. And it was all the time where everybody's supposed to be like, have jingle bells up their ass and, you know, be like ho, ho, hoing all around. And I did for my kids, but like inwardly it was like, I was just burnt out and it was eating me. And I was like, you know, I always wanted house of W by Riley to be this big thing and it's going to be, but I wanted really Riley podcast to be the thing that feeds my family, pushes me forward, goes number one, is my big source of pride. I mean, they both are my business, you know, my candle business and my podcast, but I I don't want to say that I put this podcast to the wayside because I didn't. I don't do anything by halves, but it wasn't my focus. And the minute I shifted that focus, boom, we're charting on Apple, you know, it's crazy what you think about, you bring about, like your mind is so damn powerful. So they say here, the angel number of 666 or any number, the angel number that starts with six, what does it mean? It means it's tied to love, health, wholeness, destiny, and empathy. The number 666 numerology is tied to an imbalance in your life that needs to be visited and altered. Holy shit. That's me. Or it was, you know, um, it says perhaps you see a lack of love in your life as an imbalance because I have love everywhere. My boys love me. My friends love me. You guys love me. Everybody loves me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I feel love. I do. But it says in seeking the number six means love is on its way. And when I say that, like it could always be from any direction, like you loving yourself and knowing that you're worth more. So 666, though, could be an indicator that you need to really focus on loving yourself fully. Either circumstance could bring about resolutions on their own 
or maybe luck. They could be intertwining and benefit each other. So basically bringing about your manifestation. So in causing this number to repeatedly show up in your life, your guardian angels are providing a type of warning to you. Now that seems kind of scary with associated with the number 666, right? But they're trying to tell you that while your current situation might not be horrible, this is crazy. There are actions you can take that will bring much more balance into your life. So that means if it's, you know, not super terrible and things are going well, but like it could always be better because you're worth more. So it says on this article, whether or not you choose to implement those actions is entirely up to you, but refocusing on what can be better for you and acting on it will surely provide fulfillment and happiness. Phew. Like if that is not like, oh my God, like this was like literally the fact that I've saw, I, I saw my phone was on 66 battery charge the other day. My downloads on the podcast for my most recent episode were 666. I was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh God, is something bad going to happen? But hey, this is music to my ears. So according to this article, the 6-6 angel number holds meaning in balance, harmony, and love. By doubling it to a 6666 angel number, its meaning focuses on a spiritual journey, abundance, prosperity, and good luck. So if you keep seeing both 66 and the double 6666, their meanings are likely tied together. So maybe I'm, you know, you find balance in your life by prioritizing your spiritual journey and experiencing good luck and love. I mean, I will say like things with my husband and I have been flourishing again because you have your ebbs and flows in marriage. But when you go, you know, cause I've been doing it so long, I'll have two years and some change, but you know, when you go through really hard times in life, you know, you always hurt the ones you love. You try not to, but when you're in a partnership, like a marriage and you have kids and you are committed to a family unit. Yeah. There are times when like each other's hardships are like bullets to each other. You're just like bouncing anger and trauma off of each other. But lately it's been like, we have been actively trying to come back to center and it's beautiful. Like we're never going to be, you know, we're never going to be just, you know, oh, I'm done with you ever. And I don't care if people want to be like, you know, there is such a thing as divorce, right? Well, fuck it. I'm not manifesting that ever. No. But, you know, there are times where you just feel like you're two ships in the night and, you know, it's not this beautiful flowery thing that it was at first. That's, you know, a reality, but I don't want to live in that reality. So I want to manifest that we're coming back to center and it's going to be more beauty than pain. Shit. You know, like it's time. And apparently the definition of angel numbers is different for each number and each person, but in spirituality, the 666 number is, oh my God, the spiritual message of this angel number is to resist temptations. Oh my God. And redirect your energy into more fulfilling activities. It's also a combination of your personal progress and your guardian angels want you to know what you've been striving for is not in vain. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I'm, oh my God, like I could cry right now, but I think I've been crying so much that I just, that just shot joy throughout my whole body. Literally it, this is it, it, everything it, and what this was saying. Like I'm 
literally seeing this number going like, well, I'm not going to be afraid because I've been afraid for so long. And that's how I've been moving in my life. Like I'm taking chances on me, but taking it like it's a sure bet living as if I already have it because I do because what's for you will fucking always be for you. So they go on to say the number six meaning spiritually aligns with balance. It's a spiritual sign to redirect your focus and realize how far you've come with bringing balance into your life. If you've already started resisting the things you know you should stay away from and redirecting your attention to more fulfilling aspects of life, numerology interprets the 666 as a divine sign that you're on the right track. Keep your head up and continue to do what you know is right and it will pay off. Holy, oh my God. Literally, there's been so many conversations lately about, you know, abundance and monetary things and the way I want to move with my career. And there's been times where I've been presented with options and I'm like, okay, I could take this and accept it and make a little bit of money or whatever, but something about it doesn't feel right. And before I would ignore all of those signs in manifestation and just be like, okay, this is the sure bet. Everything will be fine. And then it wasn't. I trusted people I shouldn't have. I ignored signs that I shouldn't have in so many ways. I'm not moving with that energy anymore. I'm not living in fear anymore. Fuck fear. Like I'm betting on myself because I know I'm a good person. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I know at the end of the day, I'm going to kill it because that's just what I was born to do. And anybody wants to act like I'm a narcissist or something like that for saying it. Okay. I'm not going to hear all that. I'm not going to match that energy. It's just so crazy to me. It's not crazy. I always say this to my husband too. He's like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, it's not crazy. It's manifested. And I really hope you guys can sit down with yourself and look in the mirror and like, no bullshit. Look in the mirror and remember who the fuck you are. I have this a beautiful, a beautiful, I talk for a living, I swear. I have this beautiful painting that my girl, one of my OG, we got this army, gave to me that it says on it, you're Riley motherfucking couture. For those of you that have never heard this story, I'm going to tell it to you. And for those of you that have, let it be a reminder for yourself as well to do this. Um, It was my very first jingle ball in Atlanta. And I had never been on stage in front of a crowd that big before. Because when you're behind a mic, yeah, you're in front of those, you know, you're technically in front of a couple million people sometimes, but you don't see them. You can't see the whites in your eyes and hear the roar of the crowd. And I was timid and scared. And I don't really put off that energy outwardly in any situation most of the time, unless the people that know me really well know that. But I was flipping my shit. I'm like, oh God, I don't know if I can do this. And he pulled me aside and he's like, you're Riley motherfucking couture. You go out there and you own that shit. And I'll never forget the feeling of the roar of that crowd of fighting through fear and just feeling elated and not because, Hey, I'm on this big ass stage because it was just, I felt so alive. So on this beautiful, it's like a little mini mural. It's got a lot of my favorite things throughout the years. Like when I did 
my maternity photos the first time around. I did it in front of this like mural because Atlanta has a lot of, you know, graffiti everywhere, but it's like artwork. Like they hire people to do it on this thing called the Beltline. It was like a long trail that I lived off of that I used to always walk on all the time. And there's a picture of me like sticking my tongue out with... I had this, like, I didn't want it. I, I wasn't into like the fairy tool for my, um, my motif for my maternity photos the first time around. I had on a, like a little leather bomber jacket. I had on like a black sports bra, my belly out, leather pants, Nike dunks, you know, and I'm sticking my tongue out like this mural little like monster. I was like, I don't even know what kind of monster they were trying to mimic on that. But I think it was like Justin Bieber's artwork or his graffiti artists went around to the different cities and painted these murals as like a promotion for his album at the time. So she put that on there and I love it. She asked me to take a picture of my microphone here in the podcast room. She had someone like make this for me. It's one of the most amazing presents I've ever had. Um, And she put my microphone on there. She put a chicken nugget on the tongue of the monster because we call Malin Nugget. My son, my second son, she put music notes on there for a lyric. Like she just put all of these little innuendos on it that are things that I love. And they're like little cute things that all things Riley, right? Like, and they're not loud in and of itself. Like when you look at the mural, if you didn't know what they meant, you would think like, oh, okay, that's just a cool mural. So yeah, it's amazing. Like it's literally in my sight line past my computer in the pot in the podcast um room or studio I guess you could say and when I look at it and I look at those things and I look at the intention that she had behind giving it to me and creating it for me it just makes me do exactly what it said you're Riley motherfucking couture remember who you are and now I think every time I see that 666 number that's what I'm gonna think and I love it And I want you to do that same thing because I've had a few of you guys message me and say that you're going through some really hard shit, some shit that I've been through myself and some shit that I couldn't imagine. But if you seek any kind of advice from me or hope or inspiration from me, my answer is always the same. And I don't mean it to sound as simple or condescending as it does sometimes, because when I say shit, I mean it hence really Riley, is that no matter what, there are always better, brighter, happier, amazing times ahead if you seek that part of the road. You have a choice on which one. And that doesn't mean you always have to be perfect at it. That doesn't mean the things that you want are going to manifest overnight. I think they will, but that's all up to you. It's literally how when I shift my mindset all of a sudden. And I want to stay here because I think I lost that for a little while. I think for a little while I was pouring my heart into you guys, which I always will. I don't mean that to sound terrible, but I think I was forgetting to come back and take care of myself too, because it meant so much to me to connect with you guys. And I was just like, okay, I just want to hear all of your guys's problems, issues. And I want to inspire you to do bigger, better. It's like the mom that has an empty cup and keeps trying to pour every damn little tiny droplet of water out of it. Well, now I want to have more than my cup half full so that whenever I pour it out into you guys, which I always will, it fills right back up.
I am full of all of the pretty pageantry sentences tonight, but I am just feeling really happy and positive. And I wanted to put that out there, especially because the last couple of podcasts have been very meaningful, but also very like tearful and also very, you know, triggering in a sense. But one of my favorite like speeches that has ever been, I think I forget how, who told me this, but I think it was in terms of like dealing with trauma or dealing with therapy or something like that. I forget who, anyway, is that it's, it's when you do this and you relive it and release it, it's almost like when you go, Oh, it was the first time I did a sound bath that I heard this. Like when you, it's like going to the dentist she was saying like the sound waves sometimes can feel like a drill on your soul or on your teeth. You know, like say your soul, your, your soul is your teeth, right? And you, it just feels like you're getting all that plaque off and it's scraping you and it's grating and it's making you uncomfortable and you, you hate it at the moment. But then you leave and I'll, oh, my teeth are silky smooth and they're white and I'm smiling and it looks great. It's kind of like that. That's kind of the weirdest analogy ever. But hopefully you feel me. It's somewhere in that Riley speak I just put out there. But... I love you, love you, love you guys the longest. And I really hope you carry this energy with you through the rest of the week. Um, We got to ask Riley tomorrow. Always my favorite day of the week in terms of podcasting. And I want you guys to send me your good stuff because you make my job easy. No, I just really like connecting with you and like, you know, talking about what you guys want to hear. So you can send those to either uh, reallyreillypodcast at gmail.com or I'm going to put up the question box on social at Riley Couture. C-O-U-T-U-R-E, um, like Juicy Couture, at Really Riley Podcast, and at House of W by Riley. And for those of you guys that couldn't make it to the pop-up this weekend, I missed you, but I also have had some flash sales on Instagram that you can check out. And I've got also a lot of goodies if you guys want me to make you something custom. And make sure you check out the merch on reallyriley.com. Please also sign up to be part of the We Got This Army if you want to get some exclusive things that I'm going to be doing this year. Because... I'm not doing as many events as I was going to, or at least not the ones I was before. There might be some new shit cooking. There is. But you guys will get that info first if you guys want to sign up. It's seven bucks a month, or you can do it yearly and support the Really Rally podcast and get, you know, coupons for merch, get some goodies periodically through the year, and also more little nuggets of this type of manifestation pep talk, if you will. Um, but I love you guys longest, and I will talk to you tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. It's really Riley.